Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. People who've struggled with drug addiction might think of the DEA as the enemy. The federal agency is tasked with combating drug trafficking and distribution within the United States. That involves breaking up drug rings, and yes, it sometimes involves breaking down doors. But the DEA has a different message for people struggling with addiction, whether it's yourself, your child, or a friend who's struggling. Its new website is With You STL, and with it, the agency hopes to connect people with information and treatment. Now, Now, it's not just a website. The agency says it's part of an overall shift to working with treatment providers and also people working on prevention. Jim Wallace is the director of Missouri Operations for Chestnut Health Systems. They offer substance abuse treatment in the Metro East. And here's what Jim had to say about the DEA collaborating in this new way. I think it is um, another critical component. I had the opportunity to first meet the uh, special agent in charge at the DEA, William Collihan, um, last fall. And his approach in terms of collaboration with prevention organizations and treatment organizations, I feel um, is uh, that three-pronged approach. So law enforcement, prevention, and treatment working together, we can make a bigger splash, Uh, we can save more lives, as, as opposed to working independently and uh, it's sometimes tripping over each other, uh, we complement. And I think that is um, something that um, I think moving forward is going gonna, is gonna to make a, a big positive impact in the community. And that is Jim Wallace of Chestnut Health Systems. Art Dino feels the same way. Art is vice president of the local nonprofit ACPD. The organization seeks to assist families dealing with substance abuse issues. And here's what Art said about working with the DEA. It's been simply amazing because I, we have been kind of working with them off and on and going to, you know, uh, chasing the dragging events that they've had for the last, I guess, year and a half. And it's so nice to see, like I tell everybody all the time, you know, we can't do this by ourselves. And, you know, when you have to have a, uh, you know, community effort here, and that includes, you know, the law enforcement. What, but what Agent Callahan has done and with the DEA taking that extra step and saying, hey, enough's enough. It's not just about, you know, reporting uh, the drug trafficking and taking dealers off the street and, and reporting all that they're tired of seeing it too and so for them to do what they're doing and agent callahan and setting up that new site and everything and being there to help us and give us the information that we need and helping us up in every, any way that they can i can't say enough it's just been tremendous uh, support that we've had from them And that's Art Dino of the nonprofit ACPD. And here to discuss the DEA's new focus is Bill Callahan. He's the special agent in charge for the DEA St. Louis Division, which serves Missouri, Illinois, and Kansas. So, Bill, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Sarah. We're also joined today by Inez Davis. She is the division's diversion program manager. Inez, thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. Thank thank you. Now, Bill, uh, with you, STL may not be the first phrase that comes to mind when people think of the DEA. What were you hoping to convey with that name for this new initiative? Well, Sarah, what we're hoping to convey, this isn't just us against them. We're all in this together. We are uh, seeing uh, overdoses, uh, especially in terms and times of this uh, COVID crisis. 
And, and really what came of it was that at the beginning of the crisis, uh, we at the DEA organized uh, some phone calls and Zoom calls with our, uh, our friends over in treatment and, and prevention. We collaborated uh, to, uh, to develop something. We collaborated on what was happening out there, and we learned that one of the issues was that people, because of social isolation, didn't know where to turn to get help or treatment or resources. And uh, we had um, some means to do this, uh, create this website, and, and get it out there. So, Bill, unfortunately, I'm getting some ringing from your um, connection with us. We're going to call you right back, and Inez and I are going to keep talking here. Um, Inez, what led you to realize that this website would be a key tool um, in terms of this goal of, of working more with uh, people in this uh, prevention and treatment space? Um, Sarah, part of my job as a diversion program manager is community outreach, getting out into the communities, into our schools, churches. We also collaborate with prevention and treatment. And in doing so, as Bill stated with COVID, we, re we recognize that we would not be able to get out into the community face-to-face. Uh, -face. So we wanted to have this website as a mechanism to join together those who are in need of assistance with those who can assist. Hmm. That makes sense. And Bill, I understand you're back with us. Is that correct? I am back. Oh, and you sound so much better. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, so was it hard to get the people in this treatment and prevention space willing to sign on for all this? Do some of them have a, an innate distrust of people working in that enforcement sphere? Well, I think what we've done over the last couple of years is built that trust with the community. Uh, so over the last two years, we've been actively involved in various community events, uh, talking to the, the folks in uh, treatment and prevention. So I don't think that there was a distrust amongst most of them. I think that uh, they all uh, joined up uh, willingly to, to be part of it and to uh, exploit their resources to the public. Hmm. Now, Art Dino of ACPD, uh, describing the efforts at his organization, he said the phones just don't stop ringing. And he said that with the launch of this With You STL site this spring, they've seen even more calls from people seeking help. Do you have any sense of how many people are finding their way to this website that, that you guys have launched? Well, we're hearing from some of those that are on the website that they, they are getting calls. Uh, they are getting calls for different resources. Uh, and what happens after that is, is really between the, the resource that they connect with and the person and, and how they get help. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, that's great to see that they're seeing that increase, but this is just a really, really um, bad time for a lot of people. And that, of course, has to do with COVID-19, and that's something that Jim Wallace of Chestnut Health System knows all too well. Here's how he described the challenges that he's seeing right now. What we're finding now is that the pivot is uh, not only to address the COVID-19 issues and follow medicine and science, but the ripple effects of COVID-19, behavioral health issues increasing, substance use uh, disorders increasing, housing, homelessness, employment, and then on top of that, uh, the systematic racism issues that we're seeing front and center before all of us. So this uh, response is not gonna be a sprint, it's gonna be a marathon. And uh, I, I, the thing that makes me hopeful with all that being said, is collaboration, 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 really people working together. Uh, we're better together, both Missouri and Illinois, on uh, both sides of the river. Um, and, uh, and working together, we're going to save more lives. So that's, that's a passion that I have. 
And that, again, is Jim Wallace of Chestnut Health Systems. Now, Jim says he is feeling some hope, but, man, some of these statistics are so staggering. Bill, your team pointed us to one that showed that even as opioid overdose deaths in St. Louis County dropped 13 percent last year, opioid-related deaths among black men in St. Louis County were actually up 47 percent. How can there possibly be hope when some of these situations just seem to be getting worse? Well, I think that's uh, what we can uh, we we have is there's hope and and we need to keep uh, looking at different opportunities, different ways to address the the problem. Uh, for uh, you know, at DEA, our primarily we address this problem through enforcement, through interdiction, through disrupting and dismantling organized criminal groups, drug trafficking groups, and going after the violent offenders. Uh, that statistic was alarming when I saw it as well when it was re- released by the county. And part of our approach is to get Get this message into those neighborhoods that could use this the most. Hmm. Now, Inez, uh, you're the diversion program manager. You're tasked with ensuring that doctors and pharmacists are appropriately dispensing prescriptions. <clears throat> what did your job look like before COVID-19 hit? So before COVID-19, uh, we were able to, as I said, get out into the community. We were able to office, um, offer conferences and awareness to doctors. We could actually bring doctors together together in one room and we would speak to them about some of the things that we could see out in the in the community uh some of the drugs that were being being abused before that we were also able to go out to the schools we were also able to go out to neighborhoods and just to make the community aware of what was happening out as it relates to prescription drugs mm-hmm. those seem like great efforts so how has the pandemic affected those things so we can't do face-to-face, so we're doing a lot of things virtually, and that's what our uh, community, the collaboration with the community has been very helpful with our prevention and treatment partners as we were able to have meetings on a regular basis to discuss what, what's happening out there, to give insight from the DA perspective, and we can also have virtual training. Hmm. So you're finding ways to work around some of these limitations. Yes, we definitely are. Well, that's good to hear. You know, the other thing, Bill, that that seems to be in the news so much these days is this call to defund law enforcement. And at its heart, I think that's really a call to radically rethink how we handle these things. Um, Is that something that was on your mind even before this moment? Well, I mean, defunding the police was not on my mind and as <laughs> sure. I've been out in the community. Um, that, I don't believe that's on the, the mind of many in the community as well. We, we have tremendous support, especially when we're out there meeting with the community, explaining what we're doing at the bottom line is we're trying to save lives, trying to save families from the destruction, especially of opioids, which has just taken so many of our um, fellow St. Louisans here in the county and in the city and the surrounding areas in the metro. Mm-hmm. Um, what what we are looking at is okay. How do we uh, allocate resources? How do we allocate our time to things like the prevention, to education? The DEA doesn't provide treatment and recovery, but we can sure uh, work with them in the sense of advocating for this is where we we need to be. We we need to look at the the user, the, those that suffer from substance use disorder uh, differently. We need to look at them as uh, that there's an injury or an illness there that needs to be taken care of, just like any other injury or illness that we, we would take care of. Mm-hmm. That seems like a really important understanding. Are, is the DEA redirecting funds away from traditional enforcement strategies towards things like uh, this, or do these efforts come on top of that? 
No, I wouldn't say that we're redirecting resources. We've uh, obtained additional resources. Um, some of it is just time as well. So I wouldn't say much of our resources have been redirected. Uh, we've been actually um, given additional resources to address violent crime mm -hmm. and uh, heroin and opioid trafficking. So we're, we're still actively engaged uh, at that at, at the highest levels, um, as I've seen. And St. Louis certainly has had a lot of issues with violent crime in, in the last couple of years. I know the U.S. attorney has really stepped up their efforts to bring some cases within St. Louis City. Is that something where you're working hand in hand with them? Uh, we work daily with the U.S. Attorney. Uh, we work daily with the St. Louis Metropolitan Police, the County Police, and all the other uh, law enforcement agencies in the metropolitan area. I feel like so many of us just know the idea of the DEA from watching shows like Breaking Bad or maybe Narcos. Do you think the average American has any idea what you guys are up to in, in the big picture? Um, that's a good question. I, I think that they, they know what we're, we're up to, uh, what we're doing. I think when we uh, get out there, I know when we get out there and we talk to them about it, they see that we're doing uh, what they want for their communities. They want safer communities. They want um, drug-free communities. Uh, they are worried about uh, opioids getting into the hands of their, their kids and those that suffer from it. So I, I think there's an awareness of, of what we do. I, I think this piece about our outreach is probably something maybe a little bit new to them. Hmm. Inez, when you talk to people about the work that you do, which, you know, this is not work that involves busting down doors, you're there talking to physicians and, and you're working with people in the community. Do you find that people are surprised by that? I think I do at times. I do find that people are surprised by my position and that I can say that my uh, position is probably a more friendlier side of the DA, if you want to use that term. So people are surprised that we are out in the community um, making them aware. And to me, uh, the, one of the most prominent factors of my job is awareness, to bring awareness to our doctor, our registration population, such as your doctors and vets and pharmacists, as well as bringing awareness to our community. I think there's been a more of a sense of awareness since this onset of, of the opioid epidemic. Mm -hmm. But I want to ensure that we are, we are staying in the community to, to ensure constant awareness. So you think the physicians are the physicians are increasingly understanding some of these issues that you're coming in to talk to them about? I, I think so. I would say yes. Well, that's great to hear. Um, Bill, I know you guys, you do a lot of stuff, and we've talked about just a small piece of that today. But here in our last minute, I'd love to hear what you think is most important for our listeners to take away from this conversation that we've had with you. Well, I know uh, your listeners have probably heard a lot about the opioid crisis. I think one of the most important things right now that we're facing and challenges we're facing are counterfeit pills. Uh, these are pills that contain the deadly opioid, synthetic opioid, or fentanyl. And that's what we're seeing a lot of coming out uh, into this area here. So uh, if there's one message that uh, I like to leave anybody with is that if your doctor didn't prescribe it and your pharmacist didn't fill it, uh, don't take it because more than likely it's counterfeit. It doesn't contain what you think it contains, and more than likely it's going to have a deadly amount of fentanyl in it. Hmm. And that is a, a sobering message. We've certainly seen a lot of um, unfortunate deaths that have resulted from fentanyl just contaminating things in even the slightest amounts. That's a, that's a very potent reminder here. And we do want to let people know if they're interested in checking out more about this With You STL, that's at withyoustl.com. Um, and we want to encourage people to check that out. And the message on that site is we are with you, St. Louis. So that's good to hear from anybody at this point. Bill Callahan, special agent in charge of the DEA St. Louis Division. Thank you for joining us today. 
Well, thank you for having us, Sarah. And uh, Inez Davis, Diversion Program Manager for that St. Louis division. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you for your time. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWNU. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.